Gentlemen Trips, welcome back to the With Mates podcast. My name is Andrew Grayson and I am beyond excited for this one because it is my most anticipated thing, not even TV show, thing of this year. That's right, The Last of Us has come to HBO. It's come to HBO Max. It's come to, what have we got it over here? Sky? Sky Atlantic? Sky Atlantic. Sky Atlantic. So The Last of Us is out and I have acquired a wonderful team and they're all here for very special reasons. So let me introduce... We have the one and only Baby Boone himself, Joseph Boone. Happy New Year, Andrew. Hello. We've spoken already this year, but Happy New Year. I know, I just wanted to say it, just to confuse you. (laughs) He is. Because it's been a long day. (laughs) It has been a long day. He is the special one. It is Paul Stirrett. Hola, friends. Hola. Here to ruin another podcast. I mean, you're on your fucking last warning for this shit. (laughs) And he is normally my Marvel guy, but he is also my PlayStation guy. It is how we met. It is the one, the only, Mr. Rich Francis. Hi, everybody. Hello. So, normally, I'll not normally do any more than three because it's quite hard to kind of organise this over Zoom and stuff like that. But we all have very good reasons because I know, Joseph, you've played The Last of Us. Paul, you have not played The Last of Us. And Rich... This is how myself and Rich became friends, is over the PlayStation. So I thought it was very adequate and very apt that I get Rich on this podcast because this is my favourite game ever, I've decided. Granted, I'm playing God of War Ragnarok and it is pretty special, but like The Last of Us, I absolutely adore. Um, So Paul, you have like no background in this. You didn't know the story. You don't know anything about it. I know nada, nada. I'm kind of jealous. Um, and what about you, Rich? What's your background with The Last of Us? Where does it kind of sit with PlayStation, all that kind of stuff? I mean, it's up there with, at least in terms of the story-wise, it's it's some of the best content I think Naughty Dog and PlayStation have, have ever put out. So mm-hmm. like what you said, it's it's just a great series. Joseph? Uh, well, as we have spoken about in previous times, Andrew, I love The Last of Us. I love Naughty Dog stuff especially like ever since crash bandicoot i've been a big naughty dog <laughs> fan but it's only gotten better with things like uncharted and of course yeah. last of us and the last of us part two two phenomenal games i'm pretty sure we we both had like a bonding motor like yeah we we cried uh, yeah like, multiple parts in it i was gonna say i'm pretty yeah. sure that was like the first time i chastised you um was because you hadn't finished the last of us two yet. yeah like, oh that's because we because yeah hurry up we we're on set and you're just yeah. like why have you not finished it yet i was like i don't know <laughs> I must say, I don't see the link between Crash Bandicoot and this. Is this like how we end up in Crash Bandicoot world or something? Yeah, yeah. This is so, by, the end um, of, by the end of Last of Us, we end up in a world where coyotes can mm-hmm. fucking Tasmanian devil. Uh, so you know the bit when they're like driving, Paul? That's a subtle reference to the Wampa Cup in uh, Crash Team Racing. The Crash Team Race, right. Yeah, <laughs> that is a deep, deep cut. But yes, we are here to talk about The Last of Us. Uh, as we've already said, it comes from the 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 what would you call them the team naughty dog developers yeah the developers of naughty dog they've done stuff like uncharted back in the day they've done crash bandicoot and this is now their ip of the last of us um yeah going into this i was beyond excited i think at the time i'm sure i've said this to rich and i've said to joseph i think if there was ever something that was going to get transferred from game to tv or film this is me it basically is a film that you play through when you play the game but as soon as I seen the HBO with the people behind it, uh, the guys, the writers and the directors of Chernobyl were involved. Everything that I seen before the actual episode, I was beyond excited about. So like 
were you guys like looking forward? Were you apprehensive? What were your thoughts before you watched this week's episode? I mean, I was, uh, we were in the same boat last time we spoke. Folk were not ready. Yeah. And I, the first, the first note I have um, taken was like the opening was wonderful. Yeah. Like I wasn't expecting that um, kind of infomercial, like not like almost like a TV. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. But then like the everything about it looks beautiful. Like the 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 opening credits are stunning. Yeah. They they look beautiful. They're kind of yeah. like. I don't want to say it because it's another zombie show, but Walking Deady a little bit Dead. in a way. But this is like Walking Dead if Walking Dead was good. Yes, exactly. That is a very, very well put. Uh, Paul, what about you? I know I kind of somewhat twisted your arm and forced you into being like, oh yeah, you need to come on the podcast because you've not played the game. But like, were you looking forward to it or were you like not bothered? Or... Um, not going to lie, didn't watch the trailer, didn't know anything, was just kind of expecting a poor man's Walking Dead. Um, Ooh, I'll be interested to see where you fall then so far in this first episode uh, Rich what about you mate I mean I was just uh, it kind of hit me by surprise with how excited and how quick this kind of came up you yeah. know what I mean like you, you always kind of like have all all the things like how you were saying you're you're anticipating you're excited for and then like you just see kind of you see oh, I can't what, what's his name what's the, the Pedro Pascal you see Pedro oh, Pascal, Pascal as as Joel and it's like I don't care whatever happens. Like this is, this is <laughs> just so feels good. right. It yeah, feels right. and I think that's what I liked so much about it because I think there wasn't really many trailers. And then I don't know if it was like the first or the second trailer, but it was like it's coming in January, and it's like in the days of Marvel and DC, kind of going here are our next ten years worth of movies, and you're watching and going right, okay, I'll look forward to that one in four years and six years. The fact that they were like, here's a trailer, it's out in like three months, and I was just like, yes, let's get into it. But we've kind of. It did feel like that. It was like it was like. It was. Oh, oh, by the way, we're making a last of a show. Everyone's like, oh, 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 are you sure? Pedro Pascal goes, oh, by the way, I'm on the set as as Joel. Everyone's like, oh, okay. And then the next thing you hear is, here's a trailer. It's out next week. Aye, it was that, so, that's that, pretty much it. That got my excitement up. And again, I've had discussions with like my pals and stuff. Like a lot, I think a lot of people love the the idea of binge. I love the fact that this is week to week. It gives me it's the same thing of Game of Thrones and and, and other shows like that. I like having that kind of discussion and the build up to looking forward to next week and like I know HBO are really good I know they do it with Game of Thrones I'm assuming they're going to do it with um Last of Us where it's like next week episode and they'll give you like a wee tease and you get to look forward to it but I love the fact that it's week to week but we've done enough build up let's actually get into the episode so for any of those listening that haven't listened to the With Mates podcast before we will start off doing non-spoilers we'll just give our first kind of brief indications of what we thought of the show all that kind of stuff and then we'll get into the spoiler territory but we will give you a big old warning if you haven't seen the episode so far or you don't want to listen to spoilers but let's start with paul because you have no background and i'm very excited to know what your thoughts were because i've got a feeling i turned into a meme last night i turned into dicaprio and um once upon a time in hollywood just pointing at the screen going oh it's in the game that's like oh for for hangway i sat up to half i sat up to half three last night to watch this live so just, just to let you know that that's my dedication to this fucking show. But Paul, what did you think of the episode, mate? Overall, the the episode, no spoilers. I would say, yeah, yeah, I was, <laughs> I, I quite liked it. I quite liked it. I must say though, I'm well versed in the the grim uh, dystopianness of some of these programs. So I must say, I feel like I was very much 
ready for it when it happened because I was like yep one of them's it's either him or her and he's the star so I was like <laughs> mm. it's definitely one of them could you imagine the like, brother? Getting, like I don't getting know. Pedro Pascal on board and just being like yeah you're dead in the first 15 minutes yeah, yeah fuck off <laughs> um, so um, I was like yeah I've seen Walking Dead before I'm like Ah, and basically that was my thought throughout all this. Ah, they're trying to do Telltale's Walking Dead, right? I can't I wait till we get halfway through this series and people stop comparing it to The Walking Dead because Walking Dead sucks ass compared to this fucking show. Have you played Telltale Walking Dead? Yes, I have played Telltale. Telltale is the best kind of it? version of Walking Dead. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it's okay. great. Some what yeah, some good. terrible choices that you need to make in that game. Um, Rich, <laughs> which is what, what I'm you? expecting from this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get that, Rich. What about you, mate? Non-spoiler. I mean, I was. I had a lot of dread watching those first 15, however many, 15, 20 minutes. And you're, for someone that's played the games, you're kind of watching things happen and you're like, I, I, I it doesn't feel right. Right. Like, yeah. cause you're watching it and they expand on it. And like you were saying, the kind of the opening credits and then the next door neighbors. And there was this very like dready feeling, but I was, uh, it was so good. It was just, I mean, I don't have any other words. It was just so good. Joseph. Mate. It was unreal. It's unreal, man. It was unreal. Yeah, best adaptation ever. Best video game adaptation ever. Do you know what I think the thing is as well? Is like people that haven't seen I think this will be very mainstream, and I think a lot of people will like it, like coming from the outside in. What I think Sony have done perfectly well, and I'm assuming it happened in the States as well as um over here. Every ad break started with the game trailer, like The Last of Us Part One is available on PlayStation now. They're going to get so much money because I'll tell you this, like I cannot recommend these games more. And if you enjoy watching it, you'll enjoy playing it even more. But yeah, very much the same as you guys. I thought it was great. I love the fact that it stayed true to the game. There's some aspects and some shots and some details that we'll talk about when we get into the spoiler section. That I, I, do, I do have to disagree though on it being the greatest video game adaptation ever. We know you love, we know you love Sonic. Sonic exists. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, uh, see, see, Paul, I wasn't meaning like an experience. I was meaning an adaptation. <laughs> <the show>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to me, I love that. I love what they're bringing in new. Like, obviously, the opening credit stuff was new. Um, the stuff with the neighbors. I love the casting choices. The music was on point. The aesthetic and the feel of the sets. And like, it just felt like you were in that world that we spent 20, 30 hours playing the game. So yeah, I could not going into a, a movie very similar like me rich we we spoke about it with um spider-man my hopes were so high for that movie that i was like oh if these don't live up man I'm, am i going to be disappointed if it's just good mm-hmm. whereas this stuck the landing very much paul don't start slagging spider-man and i'm going to fucking I, mean, I just i remember i was I essentially taunting you the whole oh, you, build mate, up to- I, I recently <laughs> listened back to part of that and you're going yeah but what if they're not in it? What if they're not? What if it's just... And I was like, Paul, fuck you, man. Stop taking this to me. But meanwhile, now... meanwhile, there's me that's like, yeah, I know everything is going to fucking happen. I was going to say, I'm getting Paul and one of you going like, maybe they're not. And Rich is going, I know they are. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was stuck between a rock and a hard place with that fucking movie. But we have done all we can without spoiling it. So now is your spoiler warning. If you haven't watched this week's episode of The Last of Us... Head on over to HBO Max, head on over to Sky Atlantic or wherever you watch this episode. Watch the episode and then come on back and listen to us gush about this show. 
Right. Let's start from the beginning, shall we? Did we like... Also, I've noticed it's becoming a running theme on this fucking podcast. Another Spartacus alumni. Aye. <laughs> we love I was it. just going to say, the dulcet yeah. tones of John Hanna appearing. Yeah. Uh, I can't actually remember the last thing I've seen him in, but uh, my mind Probably Spartacus. went to Spartacus, and I just went back to that lovely quote from Spartacus. I remember him saying all those years ago, which went something like, oh, remove cork from ass. <laughs> <laughs> when he's telling someone to take a chill pill, basically. Uh, John Hanna. So that the, the thing I noticed about that though was that that had very Chernobyl feels, mm. and I love I love that they kind of set up the world because like obviously most zombie things it's like it's like a a disease whereas this is more essentially like that fucking shitty Mark Wahlberg movie The Happening it's like the plants are taking over kind of thing where it becomes like this fungal infection. In fact, cordyceps. Yeah. Here's a question for the two gamers, right? Or, well, technically Paul's a gamer, but he's a fucking Xbox. See the the tentacle thing? Mm-hmm. That is was that, never is in that the game. new? Yeah, I didn't yeah, think that's it new. was. Yeah. There I was think just it's that... supposed to be an extension of the, uh, the, the cordyceps fungus, yeah. Yeah, I liked so it. it. I didn't... It probably comes out from the mouth. Yeah, I didn't mind it. It was just at, at a point I'm going... It was different. Is that is that in the game? But I'm skipping, I'm skipping uh, too far ahead. So the whole point and the whole lead up to this, I've been telling people that they weren't ready, right? Because, and again, I understand it, Paul. You've seen films. You know what's going to happen. We've seen the trailer. We know Bella Ramsey's the main girl. So when Nico Parker played Sarah, we, we kind of guessed where it was going to go. Um, How do we feel about that opening 15, 20 minutes to reveal? Also, I found it very interesting that, and I had to look this up as well. Originally. The first, the game is set in 2013 and mm-hmm. moves on to 2033. Whereas what they've yeah. done here is 2003 to get it to modern day, which I quite liked, but I had to look that up. But how did we feel about that opening? Like, what do we think of Pedro's Pascal as Joel, uh, Nico as Sarah, all that kind of stuff? Uh, Rich, I'll start with you. For me, it it felt real, right? Like, I think that was always kind of one of the, the big things for the game is that it's always felt like it was something that could happen right mm-hmm. and it was always something that like it always felt like something that if it was if it was actually happening like this is how people would act mm. and so you see you kind of see the panic set in on like the watchmaker store you see the panic set in where like the the jesus freak neighbors are kind of like don't worry everyone just needs jesus to survive the day and it's like it, there was just there was something like i was saying before about the dread of everything going on and as I'm getting older, like I'm seeing things like how would I react to the situation? And so like there's this whole like aura that surrounds that opening scene, especially knowing what's coming mm. and the way that kind of Joel reacts. And I completely forgot that Gabriel Luna was in this. And I'm so excited to see more of him, by the way, mm-hmm. like the way that the both of them react to like get the daughter out, like fuck the kids, like fuck those people on the on the side of the road, like. We, I could go. I think I could gush about the show for for probably a few hours. I, I just, I want to watch more. Like, I just want to watch. I just want to play the game again. Like, there's so much. This is the thing, right? This is why I'm glad it's week to week because if this was bingeable, I'd be watching. I'd still be. I wouldn't go to sleep. I would have still been watching it oh, yeah. since it went live. I've played the game three times through. I'll probably go back and play it a fourth time now. Um, 
Joseph, what about you, mate? What did you think of this kind of opening sequence? What what stood the, out to you? There are loads of things stood out to me, mate. Like not just like me constantly comparing it to the game, not in a bad way, but in like a, you know, like you going like, oh, that's for the game. Like the whole um like jumping towards when things when the proverbial shit hits the fan, like the entire car drive when they get in the truck to the point where they go out of it that is shot for shot from the fucking game and i'm sitting there going that's in the game that that's what the game's like and then they pass the burning house i'm like that's what happens in the game and i'm just i'm if if i wasn't like wrapped under a duvet to remain warm in this cold scottish climate i would have been up on my feet like shouting at the tv man this is the thing, like that that was probably my favorite aspect of maybe the entire episode mm-hmm. was like because again, there's lots of stuff that, that you can go, oh, that's like the game, and that's like the game. It was the way they shot it, the way mm-hmm. that you were the camera was sat and you just seen the back of uh, uh Tommy and Joel's head and you seen out the the winds. That's what you see as you're playing the game, because I believe at that time you were mm-hmm. playing as 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 Sarah, mm-hmm. and it was yeah. so well done. And even the aspects that they changed, I seen a tweet about this where it was like they made the right decision having it be a plane come down and crash behind them oh. rather than just like a car crash. And that way it shows that HBO are putting like a lot of money into it and it mm-hmm. shows that it's getting to the into the air and all that. Like honestly, like the the whole as you say, the part where the shit hits the fan, I was just like, oh my god, it's so like the game, but they're doing subtle differences that are making it so important and great and I big and a, oh, a lot so- of the dialogue in the car is very similar if not yeah. the same yeah as like everything's going on and sarah's like reacting to it all i'm pretty sure it's incredibly similar to what is said and what i, I would love to have been in the writer's room or like whatever meeting it was where they decided like how close are we going to get it to this cutscene, mm-hmm. or like how they produced it to the point where it was hitting all the same beats pretty much the same time it's like yeah. it, it's such a vivid part of the game it's wonderful Paul, anything else stand out? What, like, what was your thoughts on it? Because obviously you're fresh to it. Yeah, well, as a virgin, <laughs> last of us virgin, um, <laughs> I thought this, yeah, this whole opening scene was actually, was really good. I was really intrigued. From the whole part with John Hanna, I found all the fungus stuff interesting and it made me start thinking of all these fungus facts and stuff and then moving on into meeting Sarah and stuff and is Sarah, right? Yeah, Sarah, uh, yeah. yeah. good. Oh, good. See, see, that's one thing they're doing better than Andor. Is that kind and of Avatar. Um, also, a thing that came to mind was um, Pedro Pascal. It's a world-weary man going on a journey protecting a small child. <laughs> Where have I seen that before? But um, no, honestly, like from when the girl, like what, particularly for me that stood out is when she goes into the, the next door neighbor's house and then the grand starts like having a seizure behind Quetching. her. Yeah. I, I thought that was a, a really good scene. Then the dog's just staring. And I was like, oh yeah, this That's... is good set, setting up. I, I felt, I actually felt a bit Sam Raimi-esque at points. Mm. Um, and fun yeah, fact that about point. that, Paul. Fun mm-hmm. fact: Sam Raimi was supposed to direct. Oh, really? Last back when it was, was like it a movie. The, yeah, the movie back that was like yeah. when it was supposed to be made in 2014. Sam Raimi yeah. was supposed to direct. I, I could definitely see that, to be honest, with uh, the whole opening, like the yeah, particularly in the house. But I, I like from that moment to the the car chase scene. It's great. You just feel this moment of panic, and you know they don't know where they're going. They're basically just driving from. Exit to exit and 
they're shut off one by one to the bit where it all happens. Um, we can I say it like, now, we're in spoilers. Well, yeah, to where she gets shot. I was like, yeah, he got grazed, she got shot. Yeah, she's not going to make it. And I was just kind of like, you know, one of my favourite films is Revenge of the Sith. I'm used to children dying. I was, I was a bit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've got a question. Did anybody cry? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't cry. I welled up. And I've played the game three Same. times. I knew it was going to happen, but I was just like, Same. I just thought the, the biggest thing for me out of the start, right, is that's Nico Parker done. They might have a flashback. I don't know. But in terms of in the game, the character Sarah has come and gone. I'm assuming there's going to be some fucking assholes going, oh, it's not the same as me, white girl with blonde hair. That's not the same. The young girl's performance was fucking brilliant. As Paul said, hmm. the stuff when she went into the the, the neighbor's house, where, and it was similar as, as well to what Richard said. It just seemed like a normal, just a kid that went to school. She's come home. She's went to the neighbor's house, done her homework, went to to watch something with her dad. And then just this panic, you could see her asking quite like, mm-hmm. what if we're sick? Like, what if we're ill? What, what are we... And honestly, she had like, what, 15 minutes screen time. She was incredible. And that mm-hmm. scene between her and Joel after she gets shot, her and Pedro Pascal, oh my days, man. Like, Fuck, dude, dude we, we had to pause it after. We we had, like, genuinely, we had to be like, oh, <laughs> that would that was worse than the game. Yeah. It, and it's it, because, it just, I, I don't know if it's difficult or different for us because we know where Joel gets to and then we've played the second game, so we know where he gets to and then where he goes after that. But like to see Pedro Pascal play that kind of vulnerability and play that father figure losing his daughter, it was so believable. And then you had um, your man in the background uh, that plays Tommy. Gabriel Luna. Gabriel Luna. Again, even just that small shot when it turns to him and he has that realisation that, oh no, mate, she's gone. I just, I, I thought they'd done so well with that opening, creating that world. It was cool having the the... John Hanna bit at the start to kind of give you information of what it is that's coming. I forgot to mention as well the credits, the opening credits, and um, with the music and the the fungus kind of growing into the actual words of The Last of Us. I just thought the opening was so well done. And mm. like I think that kind of gave me that I can breathe now. Like they've hit this bit. I think we're going to be good for the rest of whatever it is. That... And I love the fact that it was like it was was about an hour and 20 minutes worth. Very much, yeah. Half, yeah. Like fucking, we've we've watched Star Wars things, Marvel things, all that kind of stuff. When we're going, we might get an hour this time. Where it's like this was like, <laughs> oh no, here have a mini movie. I love it. It, it, it really was like a mini movies worth, <laughs> which I think does go for and against them at points. But I'll get into that a bit later. Okay, okay. So <laughs> after that, we then move into it's present day, it's 2023, and we get to see this world where we have the fireflies and we have the Fedra. Um, and this is what I've kind of told people because everybody's automatically everybody, I know everybody's head's gonna go to it's the walking dead. And I'm going, yeah, but the walking dead was about zombies, and then they kind of made it about factions. Whereas I'm going, this is about factions in a world where we have these kind of zombies or clickers or whatever you want to call them. What did we think of when we got to that kind of bit? Like that felt so reminiscent of the game where you, you go from these kind of houses to this like locked down. And again, it's so weird fucking talking about a show like this after we've just literally had a world that was shut for two years. But I like this idea where it's like curfew from six till six. You've got Joel asking for jobs and he's like, right, what pays the most? Or go and shovel shit and you'll get paid more. And like, what did you think of the aesthetic of how it looked? 
they they've um, really set the scene very well with not just the set design the the sound design just the the fact that because this doesn't happen in the game i'm pretty sure with the wee boy coming in and they put him him down uh revenge of the sith and here clearly (laughs) like in that scene um but like the fact that they show them burning the bodies and like joel's chucking this ah it's it's wee subtle things yeah it's wee subtle things that they're doing so well because again for ages, this had like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I checked it the other day, and it's down to like 988 or something. So I was like, right, okay, let's see what the, the negatives are. And somebody was saying like, oh, they do the same shtick as you always get with these zombies and this, that, and the other thing, and it doesn't do much to kind of change for the games. Most of the time playing Last of Us, you are playing as the character, so you get to know them. Something as simple as putting in that, where it was like a small child that we barely kind of knew, but we then see him having to be burned alive, and how easy it was for Joel just to throw him in this bonfire really shows like mm. who he is after his daughter passed and I, I thought it was really really fucked up but really well done mm. the one yeah. thing i think it, it's lacking from the game is like the amount of drawers and cabinets that you open <laughs> <laughs> if we don't get a crafting <laughs> montage at one point where they make like a nail bomb or a shiv on a baseball you know bat, they will oh they need to they need you to. know they will that's where half my sweatiness came from when I'm trying to get the platinum. Is I can't stab this guy because there might be a door in like two levels time where I need to open it with my shift. <laughs> I die like for fucking three hours on end. Um, right, Rich, what I'm going to ask you then when it comes to Tess, do we like the casting? I actually don't know who she is, which is weird. But when I first saw her, I, I didn't think that that was her, but I thought she was fine. I thought you know, she kind of handled her own and visually, I honestly don't remember what Tess looks like in the game because it has been a bit since I've played it, but I didn't, I didn't really have any issues with her. No. So I was very much similar where it was like, she was the character. I kind of got her and, um, what's her name? Marlene mixed up. Cause I always mm-hmm. thought they, not that they were the same character, but I got them mixed <laughs> up for a wee point. But from a point of view, I think she's got this, like, I think Tess kind of comes and goes fairly quickly if i'm not like i think she comes back or whatever but i just thought i just thought everybody was everybody was like different enough where it will be individual to the show but close enough to the game that i just thought oh that's very well done i thought she was great correct me if i'm wrong marlene she's the only one that's come over from the game that is playing the character that she voiced yeah so it's i think it's only marlene who is voiced by merle dandridge Yes. She's, so she's played by her as well. I know that a couple of others, like obviously Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker, have in parts in it. I yeah. think Ashley Johnson's got a, a bigger part, but it's like it's a new character for the show. Mm-hmm. And I think the guy... Troy the... Baker's playing um, one of David's yeah. guys. And Wait I think Jeffrey... David Paul. You're going to love David. I think Jeffrey Pierce, um, oh, who did he play again? He played he played Tommy, is mm-hmm. coming in as another character, but I don't think we've met them yet. No, no, they'll be coming later on. But yeah, Rich, was there anything else that kind of stood out while we were kind of just getting to know this and getting to see as we were getting introduced to all these different characters? No, I mean, it felt like you were saying, it kind of just felt, it, it felt like it would, it could possibly happen. Like mm-hmm. we came from a, a very, obviously a very, small scale pandemic in terms of what we're watching but like it felt like 
if the world collapsed, like I could see shit like this going down and yeah, where people were, people were hoarding fucking toilet paper. You think like, it's not going to devolve in, <laughs> exactly. into what, uh, into what we saw last night. So no, I, I thought, I thought set design, all of it was, was, was gorgeous. It just, it brought me back to the game. Like as, as soon as you start seeing the uniform, the officer, what are they, the Fedra and mm-hmm. it just, it felt, it felt like such a good mix between, what would be real and what feels like the game and you know it it, it struck a nice chord yeah nice. like similar sort of scenes from you remember like those early days during the first days of lockdown and stuff and those protests and riots yeah and even in china and stuff like that as well you know, mm-hmm. things you've heard that's happening there is you can yeah you can see that totally happening for sure but that's that and i think i think what this episode done well overall was set up this world of Right, this is where we are. It's somewhat post-apocalyptic. You had Joel kind of dealing was like aspirin or like just like sleeping mm. tablets and stuff like that. Where it's like that's I think now... that was hydroxycodone, which is? is like a painkiller. I I think he called them hydro. Correct? Could yeah, be. I'm going, to, I'm going to watch it again and and double check. This is the other thing as well. I think it's so rewatchable. Like I'm happy to. I'll happily go watch this again for another hour and a half. Um, so. What I want to talk about next is um, Bella Ramsey. Now, I am inherently confused where these opinions have come from because from when I remember watching Game of Thrones initially, everybody loved her and thought she was great and she was one of the standouts about um, her kind of being this wee tiny thing speaking in amongst men, whereas everybody just seemed to be so negative about her playing Ellie. Like I see what you're forgetting is this is an opinion about a game, really. Yeah. And no gamers are ever happy. That's so true. that's why folk are moaning about it, man. I just don't get because I, I think she's great. I, I do think she's a great actress, but I think a lot of it is that ultimately I don't think she looks exactly like Ellie. Yeah. And so a lot of people kind of have that opinion. Also, today she just... news had come out on today that she's she feels uh, what is she identifies as a non-binary right so like okay. that's gonna that's also gonna push it there's another rebox to tick all the fucking yeah, so, internet trolls. i mean i don't i don't have a problem with anybody wanting to be themselves so yeah do you I, I don't really get the hate i thought she was fine i thought she she held her own she felt le-esque so mm-hmm. you know, i thought she as, felt really like especially when she's like swearing at all the fireflies it was yeah. like mm. someone had managed to distill ashley johnson's performance <laughs> into like these little we seen i think she's she's carrying that flame very very well mm-hmm. but like i i like you guys i don't get why folk are so up and arms it just seemed it. to be it just seemed to be really bizarre but it was like well she doesn't look like ellie in the game i'm going well because ellie in the game's a character that's not real so like we're just cast plus the fact i'm going joel is hispanic yeah. Like and again, I'm not complaining about it. Fucking Pedro Pascal looks great. They also oh, live in Texas, so I yeah. mean, the, yeah. the odds of them being Hispanic, yeah, exactly. Um, Paul, what about you from the the, the outsiders of you? Did, did you like Ellie? I was not drawn to her as a character. Okay. Um, I I don't I don't hate the actress or anything. Mm-hmm. I was just was like, who's this little girl? Thinks she's hot shit, doesn't she? But I think that's the character. Yeah, yeah, that is it. In the game, I do think that you take a little bit of getting used to her. Mm -hmm. You kind of warm up to her as a character. I think as Joel and as obviously you as the player, 
takes mm-hmm. a little bit of time to kind of get get used to her antics and her way of living. Mm-hmm. That's maybe something we should we should say as well to the listeners and to Paul. Like when 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 you're um when you're playing The Last of Us, you are predominantly Joel. So you are Joel through the game. So like your idea of like you weren't particularly taken by her. That is a theme that kind of stays through the game and slowly we'll see their relationship the same way in this series. We'll see their relationship kind of grow uh, together. But yeah, like for me, I thought she kind of hit that feel of Ellie, like that kind of like sure of herself and she was telling people to go fuck themselves and that the the lovely little exchange between when when joel and ellie kind of meet for the first time when she's going to like grab her knife and stuff like that like you felt that tenseness and again it's so interesting to watch a show that i have played through and i know again i know where they end up and i know what happens and stuff so to see it again from the beginning it's just so interesting obviously to see it um in that kind of real life right Let's don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't think I would be super happy either. You know, if I was chained up to no. a radiator. But uh, I don't know. I, I think I have. I I have clocked what the whole plot is, though. Right. Right. Or go on then. The the pointing the gun at her, and he's like, no, 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 don't don't point the gun at her. She she's the cure, right? Right. She's immune well, you, to give us, give us more. F- She's immune to whatever this fungus is, and she's mm-hmm. like got antibodies that will help fight the fungus. You might, you might be onto something, she, Paul. She's she's fungus Jesus, right? She she might no. be fungus Jesus. No, no, Paul, Paul. She's she's played by Bella Ramsey. She's not played by Robert Smith. She can't be. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that yeah. note, I think I'm gonna get going. <laughs> <laughs> oh god but yeah I, I like that but right now what I kind of move us on to again parts of when we were getting to the game what did we think of the the first reveal of we kind of skipped over it when we were talking about when the shit hit the fan like we did get the 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 grand kind of twitching we then had the the feelers coming out of their mouths it's very distinct it's very different that's one thing actually that's just kind of popped into my head there I quite like that to distinct itself from just like normal chomping zombies that they've got these kind of almost like tentacles but it's like maybe more accurate to say roots that are coming out of their mouth but... so in the game do they mm-hmm. eat you yes all ah, right okay so yeah that, is, that I, doesn't I make much sense to me as a fungus yeah i don't it think makes it's more a... sense to like fill them up with their fungi property so i don't think this is a spoiler to say because we do get it revealed in the episode where it gets revealed that Ellie kind of shows her arm and is mm. scabbed over and stuff like that. So yes, they still and again we see it and we see it at the point in the the kitchen with the old woman. The old woman's chewing on her daughter. I'm assuming it is. Um, so yeah, they do they do bite and eat. But the thing that I want to kind of say: do we did we enjoy the first reveal of the mushroom zombie like on the wall? The, the oh. look of what we're going to get the further we go into this ep- uh, this series. I thought it was beautiful, like, like in in that very, in the same sort of way. Like, I don't know if you watched the the film Annihilation with Natalie Portman. I missed it, but I've oh, heard good things. Go back and watch it; it's amazing. Okay. There is a, there's a point where they see something similar to it. And is that I, I, is that like the the sequel non sequel to Ex Machina? No, it's no. unrelated. Unrelated. It's like, okay, it's like Natalie Portman and what am I thinking of then? Oscar Isaac. Like going into a weird, strange alien place, but it's on Earth, but it's also alien, but it's weird. 
but like there's there's like a moment in that where something has morphed into the wall and it's very colorful there's a lot of yellows and blues and greens and i was surprised that when obviously like the last of us is a very dark game because you're in the darkness a lot but when they had the flashlights on that um the the fungus on the wall it popped with color and it was really beautiful and that made it a little bit more terrifying just as, was... as a viewer I was immediately drawn back to Pirates of the Caribbean 2, Dead Man's Chest, where yeah, uh, Skarsgård was stuck to the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And he's like, half of his brains there. Is that someone else? Is that maybe another character? But yeah. one of them stuck to the wall. Aye, to the wall. And he's like, um, talking to them. It's like, so I was kind of wanting the fungus zombie thing to corpse to start talking in a sort of Cornish accent to them, you know. Let, let me get it out again for you. you oh, know. yeah, um, yeah, that's what, that's what we need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you we don't want one. none of the mushroom zombies now, guys. Exactly, we want one of these zombies to come out and sound like fucking hot fuzz. That's exactly what we need in this series. <laughs> Talk about how uber-realistic it is and whatnot. Um, Vash, see, in terms of you playing the game, like, can you think of anything more... We haven't quite got to that point yet. This was like the first kind of sneak peek. But anytime I played the game and I would see the spores or I would hear the noise, like to me, I can't think of anything more kind of that maybe not scared me, but I was just like, that would I would need to G myself up going, right, okay, that's about to fucking, like I need to get ready for what's about to come in this next room. Oh, I, oh. I don't know. Honestly, I don't, I, off the top of my head, I can't. In, in in terms of video games only? Yeah, or film if you've got a film thing. I don't know if there's a film. I'm trying to think of in games. Maybe something in like Resident Evil. I think Resident something. Evil might be like a scarier concept, but like see genuinely, see the point. I think we're going to get this point next week like because we've seen parts of it in the trailer where they're in the museum and you just see them kind of shivering and you just hear the kind of all that kind of yeah. stuff in the background. As soon as I hear that shit when I'm playing the game, I'm like, ah, oh, Fuck, this is going to fucking oh, because I'm a shite bag when it comes yeah, to like, you're, you're you're probably right. I'm I'm trying to think about it now, real quick, but like I don't think that there's any sort of audio cues that yeah. bring on as much dread and are as as recognizable in terms mm. of knowing what's in front of you. Like they're really like I can't think of anything, at least off the top of my head. Like I said, yeah. What did we think? And again, this correct me if I'm wrong. The meeting was different. Was it not between Marlene and Tess and Joel? Or did that happen in the game? I think that happened. Yeah, I think it happened. I can't quite remember. I think it's relatively similar. Yeah, Somewhat I, think similar. I, I, I do believe it's... I, be, I do believe they come through that wall and see everyone got shot up. I, I think that they were also looking for the car battery. Yeah, yeah, they were looking. Like, I can remember them looking for the car battery, but it was in the game. That's like the whole tutorial bit where you like yeah. you go to the warehouse and you're like you learn how to throw bottles. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and Tess is like, "Good job, Joel." Oh no, you're <laughs> dead again for the fourth time. Jink will ever get a point in the in this series where Joel's battling like three or four different either people or zombies, and Tess is just like running about, doing fuck all, <laughs> just getting seen while while you're hiding behind the corner. Play the game, Paul. It's fucking great. Um, yeah. So the, the the one thing as well that I want to talk about again, I feel, I feel as if they got that character, and I actually was if she is the only one that's that has been cast over from the voice acting. I thought Meryl Dandridge done great as Marlene. 
suited it. Again, why wouldn't she? She played the character once before. She's got a great look. She actually looks like the character in the game. I thought it was great. And again, as I say, I loved the chemistry between um, Pedro and and Bella as Joel and Ellie in that first meeting. I thought it was great. I thought you kind of set up this idea that Joel doesn't give a fuck about her. Like he's he's not really arsed. He's just wanting his battery and he wants to go and meet his brother and he wants to see how uh, where he is. I don't know if you guys have been on Twitter yet to see any of the kind of chat, but they've done a, a scene, uh, side-by-side comparison of when they go into the room and Joel lies down on the bed and it's like word for word perfect on what happens in the game. And it's just done so well and it just makes me smile because it's fucking well adapted for this fucking game. It's so good. It's it's gorgeous. I haven't seen that yet. I'm going to look at that. I'll send you the, the, there's there's so many points that are just hitting the right balance between like nostalgia for the game, but also making it still feel fresh and new. Because mm. like obviously we were sitting here going, Paul excluded, sitting here going, oh we we know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, but there's still a moment. There's like ah, oh, it was when he was running away from all the zombies carrying Sarah, and I was like he was standing watching them. And it's when uh, shout out to like the the extras and like the the actual infected actors because the way they're moving is terrifying. Mate, like, I can't the, believe we what, never even brought this up. See the guy that runs through the cafe and literally like throws his body across like a kitchen. Yeah. Oh my days! Terrifying. I'm shouting, going, run, fucking run, Joel. God's and sake! The, my Again, note it, that, that scene was definitely. You didn't close the door behind you. <laughs> Seriously, you just you know this thing's chasing you. You don't close the door. The thing that got me as well was like 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 what Rich was saying about the, how this would go in real life. Like it's also the brutality. Of, um, Joel, see the point where they he's like his neighbor comes out. And he's like, get the fuck back in the house and lock the door. And then he like they run over somebody, and then you see the woman come. Yeah. And she gets swarmed. Oh, it's fucking nuts, man. It was. It's so brutal. But again, it's just it's just so well done. And I love the fact, again, there are going to be so many points of, of the people that love the game that will look at it and go, oh, the game, that's it. But it is the wee subtle changes that I do really enjoy. And again, it's like you see the tension and you see the relationship kind of building between Joel and Ellie when she's talking about what the code is for the radio. And she works out like an 80s song means something bad and and shit like that but again i feel like we've raced through this but we're kind of covering most of it but we get to meet the guy um that he was selling the diazepam i'm just going to call it to uh later on the marzipan yeah the marzipan. he's selling the marzipan too. he's selling the marzipan to the 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 fedra agent um what did we think of that kind of scene that culminates obviously in joel battering fuck at him uh, I quite liked it because for me, for this episode, we start off perfectly. I thought, great, up till about just after the 20 year gap, like mm-hmm. not long after that, like maybe when the girl's been interrogated in the dark room. But after that, I started to lose a bit of interest. Okay. But when we get to this point, I was like, oh, oh, this is cool. Like mm. being threatened again, like, is, is this, I, the first girl was his daughter, yeah? Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah, I wasn't daughter. sure if it was like a stepdad kind of thing. Or no, anything. no, that was his daughter. Um, but yeah, I was like, ah, so he's in the same position again, but this time he's not choking. This time he doesn't have any sort of social uh, contract where he does what the soldier says. It's like the moment I see a moment of weakness or distraction, I'm going to, and then just 
pound his face into the dirt. Mm. You just see his fist like covered and drenched in blood. Yeah. He's like, yep, that'll be 20 years living in a post-apocalyptic world for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, th- I thought that was a good way to finish the, the whole episode. I really yeah. liked it. It was a really nice way to tell the viewers like what Joel's thinking as well with like that flashback. Yes. That, that We don't get that in the game. And yes. I was worried it would detract from the reveal of like, mm-hmm. you know, Ellie's like, I've, I've, it's not infected. I'm fine. It's been three weeks. But I still think both moments held up very well. Yeah. I think the use of the flashback was imperative. I thought it was so well done where it was this idea of I won't let it happen again, but we know because of the trailer and we know because of playing the game, Ellie's just cargo, Ellie's a job, Ellie's getting from A to B. Like it's not like this idea of him playing the perfect father, but like I loved that flashback of here's another soldier pointing a gun at me. I'm not kind of and and ultimately we know where Joel ends up because like where we get to like finding out what he's done in that 20 year gap. And I am assuming we're going to maybe get a flashback or an episode where we see what Joel does in that 20 year gap, because it's quite important when we get to, to later on in the series. But Vash, like what, what about that kind of thing? Was it like the accuracy to the game? Was it the feel of the, the, the aesthetic of it? Like the two buildings falling down the atmosphere that it creates. I think that it was just, it, it was kind of just the whole the whole thing like mm. it just it felt like that perfect moment of like let's close this out let's try to hook as many people as we can let's let's make everyone feel like they're in this for the long haul and you know i, I like i said before i just i want to see more i'm probably gonna go back and watch the I'm, whole thing again i'm not gonna lie i think i'm gonna go watch it after we're finished here <laughs> yeah it's just i think i'm generally gonna go do that like and like you said, like because we we're aware of kind of everything, so it is that that Leo DiCaprio pointing at the screen a bit. Mm. But at the same time, like if you separate yourself from the game to the to the show, it does just feel very well made and very well crafted and thought after. And I, I think, you know, especially for Paul, like just stick with it. There are there are going to be some lulls because there is a lot of exposition and things that kind of get explained, mm. but. If it's if it sticks to this quality of episode, it's you're gonna be in for a treat for the rest of the season. Yeah, I, c- I couldn't sum it up any better. And again, someone kind of reiterate what what Rich said there, Paul. Like to me, this is just a setup. Like this is this is what Avatar tried to do over two movies for the first hour of both of those films, in, in my opinion, failed to do. It creates a world where you're going. This is the world we're in, and these are the people that we're going to follow. And I think it done it absolutely immaculately but we've now kind of got to the end of the episode is there anything else that we've maybe skipped is there anything that you want to touch on that we've maybe not spoken about i want to ask because this all does deal with the main villain here is fungus really no fungus well i mean sort of is there a main villain and i'm thinking are there any zombies that just like burst like, I'm. I don't think we should tell him anything. We're not te- No, we can tell you. <laughs> Fuck off. That, that's what I realized as well when he was asking a question. I was like, "Well, I'm not telling you." Um, okay. What I will say is, and this doesn't give anything away, because again, somewhat you see it somewhat in the trailer. There are multiple versions. Right. There isn't just one zombie. There are multiple versions. The thing with John Hannah at the start got me thinking of all the different ways, horrifying ways I know fungus mm. <laughs> affects bugs and animals. And I'm like, hmm. 
We're going to be seeing some of that later on. Just I keep wonder. Yeah, just keep that in keep that in the back of your head. All right. Okay. <laughs> what I think we'll get next week we'll, we'll probably focus more on what this fungus has turned things into. I think we'll get more of that and next We've not week really seen the, yeah, the year's worth of fungal yeah. infection yet. Because keep in mind, this is the thing that we've not really spoken about in terms of plot-wise. Like the the bit where Ellie comes out and she's like, "Oh my god, we're outside." That's like a safe zone that we've just seen. So this is like a clean, safe place. Like even when Jess, to, uh, um, not Jess, um, Tess was like, "Oh, that wasn't here the last time I was here." So that's like a new zombie kind of mushroomy man against the wall. So. You, we're now leaving that safe zone into the real open world of what The Last of Us is. So you will get more of that and you will get to see. Um, the area where they hang you is the safe zone. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Don't break the law. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> I should just say, don't break the law. What are you going to do? Break, break the law, break asshole. Your neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh too good so what i normally like to do at this point is have um like a prediction of what we're going to get in the series now obviously we are very well versed in what the last of us is so paul i'm going to give you a prediction or let you do any predictions that you think might happen we won't give anything away but i've got one prediction that i want to test against joseph and rich and they think it will happen and it's going to be very hard to describe because i don't want to spoil future things but we'll try so okay. Paul, go on. Give me one thing that you think will and might happen. Um, I got a couple of things. Then go on. To touch on my previous point. I think a zombie is going to be full of spores and burst and infect everyone around them. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what certain fungi do to certain unfortunate. <laughs> I love how crowds. much you're giving this thought process is to not <laughs> like. Yeah, it's just like I've read about many a fungus, or many a fungi. <laughs> like many Paul doesn't tell you. Paul I consider like myself so... a fun guy, you know, so... Oh, shut uh, up. Paul, I want Rich to come back on these podcasts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and um, I think... I think Ellie is much like... Ellie is very much Jesus. Fun guy Jesus. <laughs> and I very much think, like Jesus, she is going to die for our fungal sins. So oh, I think... Interesting. I think that's going to happen. And Joel's going to try and stop it but he's not going to be able to, and it's going to push him over the edge. Interesting. Mm. Not bad predictions, but not good predictions. I'm giving nothing away. <laughs> right. Here's <laughs> no, I think they're awful predictions, Paul. I think they were rubbish. Just to... <laughs> Here is my prediction. So, Rich, Joseph, we all know how the series ends. We also know how the second game goes. I believe the very last thing that we will see in this series, maybe not the very last thing, I think they will maybe end very similarly to how the game ends, but I think we will get that certain character in the second game in this first series. Oh, do, do, do we understand what I mean? Oh. I know what you're saying. I'm going to say probably not. No? I don't think so. They've From what I've heard, they're containing this to the first game mm -hmm. if they did include that character apologize for the corgi That's squeaking right. um i i wouldn't be surprised but i just i don't personally think it'll it could happen i think they want i mean and it's nine episodes it's a 
technically a 20 plus hour game. Yeah. That's a lot to squeeze in. Like I said, I could see it happening. I don't think it will. I don't I don't think it's going to happen explicitly. I think if it does, it will be throwaway. Okay. As like sewing like essentially them playing it safe. And then if if it you know expands into more series about the second game, I think that's when they'll be like, oh no, yeah, that that's what we meant. We meant Yeah. That. I think cause to me I'm in two minds because I'm going right if and I'm assuming when they do season two it ties in with that really well but then would that take away from the reveal if we do get a season two the way they reveal it in the game like would that take away from that i just think it would be an interesting thing and i was going right what's a way i can predict something without going i think andrew you already fucking know that i think if they did i think it would lose weight i think the weight it has yeah the the weight it's done is spot on yeah that's true because i I think think that's how you you need to you've talked to me you've talked to me it's not gonna happen you need to have the audience who've never played the game, who probably won't play the game, feel the same um, very fun emotions that you feel when you're playing through the second part. I disagree with you. I think a lot of people are going to play this game. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to see... There's a reason that they re-released it um, for 70 quid and you've got all these like PlayStation... 70, I'm not paying that. I've already played the fucking first game and I played the remaster. Why am I going to pay 70 pounds for the re uh, remake? It's not for you. It's for the people that are now watching this and going, hmm, I've just got a PlayStation 5 for my Christmas. What's this Last of Us game? But then also, I'm the person who's bought Skyrim four times, so I'm going to get it again. <laughs> twice. <laughs> twice, and that was me. I was like, that. Oh, God. screw this. The one with the mods was good enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, ladies and gents, that is us at the end of our recap of The Last of Us Episode 1. Uh, let us know in the comments section, have you played the game, or are you going in here with fresh eyes like the virgin that is Paul Sturrett? Um And let us know, have you enjoyed this episode? We want to know what you think of The Last of Us. Are you super excited? Where are you super excited? Where do you see the season going? Or have you watched it and you're just excited to join the ride that myself, Rich, and Joseph are on? Before we go, lads, where can the lovely people find you, Mr. Stirrett? Find me at Stirrett Story on Instagram for mostly miscellaneous nonsense that I post from time to time. Joseph Boone? Uh, the folks can find me at Joseph Boone on both uh, the wonderful place that's Instagram and the battered hellscape that is Twitter, where <laughs> my pages are much like a post-apocalyptic setting where nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> and Rich Francis, where can the people find you? Uh, Red Dead United on Instagram and Vash Stampede 88 for everything else. Absolutely lovely. If you want to follow me, I'm at Andalf the Great on all social media platforms. And you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that stuff. Just look up at With Mates Podcast. I'll be doing um, episodes, just like quick thoughts on TikTok, just without any spoilers. If you fancy just a non spoiler uh, review on TikTok. But yeah, that is that us for this week. Make sure to tune in next week on Apple and Spotify. Leave us a five star review, all that jazz. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family. Tell your grand that is sitting twitching in the corner all about the Withmates podcast. But until next time, let's on a menge. Like a virgin. Oh, God, Paul. Infected for the very first time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>